0: Take ORFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This
1: program was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hello and welcome to Bringing Wellbeing to Life, the show that takes well-being research off the page and into our lives. I'm Dr. Denise Quinlan and today we're talking about large-scale well-being initiatives that try to improve well-being by reaching us where we are in our daily lives. Some of these include self-directed initiatives such as well-being apps that people can download and follow at their own pace. Today, my guest is Dr. Joe Mitchell, Clinical Psychologist and Director of the Mind Room in Melbourne, Australia. Joe's a well-being science communicator who's got more than 25 years working with high-performance athletes. Joe's worked with the Australian Football League AFL players. It's, um, I I have to say, Australian Football League for us non-Australians who really don't understand footy. Um, so Joe is, has also been or is the project leader of MindMax, a digital well-being and resilience project funded by November and AFL players. And just to remind listeners that Movember is a charity foundation dedicated to raising awareness of and improving men's health, from issues of prostate health to encouraging men to talk about and seek help for mental health challenges. Joe, first of all, can you tell us a bit about your work with AFL players and how you got into that and
0: what you did? Well, hi, Denise, and thanks for having me here. Um, So, uh, look, my role with AFL has kind of morphed into different things at different times, but I um, most recently was the wellbeing manager for their mental health and wellbeing programs. um, And um, really that involved taking a look at what the strategy was across all the AFL clubs, of which there are 18
1: Okay. Um, can, I just, can I just say, first of all, can I just kind of yeah. say, wow, I didn't think of professional sport. I guess it does make sense. But, you know, as someone who would actually, uh, an organization that will be employing a well-being coordinator,
0: what led um, to that? So AFL so is I actually um, ahead of the game a little bit in terms of can, even considering mental health mm-hmm. and um, having a psychologist on board and in that role and and looking at the strategy. So it's not common for all sports. um, And it also, you know, it isn't um, comprehensive across AFL. So it's certainly changing. Um, Look, I think that what what changes that is the fact that a lot of what's going on at an elite level is, um, by the time you're at that, that point, is between years so mm-hmm. there's a recognition that they need to have an understanding of that and also some fairly high profile cases where um, athletes who really struggled with mental health issues and because they are fairly scrutinised um, yeah. probably that story got played out um, and there was a more pressure to perhaps be looking after this um, part of players lives. Mm-hmm. So
1: what was it that they, they got you to do in that role as wellbeing coordinator?
0: Um, so we had a network of uh, clinicians across the country that players could go see for a range of issues, whether it was mental illness, wellbeing or performance. Um, this was independent of the club system, so that players felt that they had somewhere to go that was um, not necessarily related to their, their on field performance. That was a major part of it, but I think towards the latter years it was this, well, how do we actually scale this? Because um, a lot of what we were doing was face-to-face, one-on-one. We were trying to get more into the proactive space rather than reactive to um, players struggling and also the people around the players as well. Um, how could we actually sort of get ahead of the game and um, build well-being and begin to talk about building mental health as opposed to alleviating mental illness. So that's where projects like MindMax come in because that was really that scalable approach to well being and as it turned out um, you know it even went beyond football so it's a, a public programme.
1: Okay, so tell us tell us a bit more now about MindMax. How did that how did it come into being and what is it? For us so, poor people over here in New Zealand who yeah. have no idea. Um, so so MindMax
0: is it is an app, but it's it's more than just the app. There was a whole campaign that's gone around it. It was a project that was um, uh, conceived off about four years ago and we applied for funding through the Movember Association that you would have in New Zealand as well. Um, yep. And they are just amazing the work that they're doing and the money that they raise and put back into innovative solutions to some of the health problems that face men in our community. So mental health was one of those streams. So we, were, we, we had a pretty amazing um, collective that came together for this project, um, including an incredible um, uh, research team at Queensland University of Technology and their uh, grid lab there that does a lot of video game and wellbeing research. Um, and this collective put in that patient One's the funding and over the next three years and we're just kind of at the conclusion of that it was all about um, developing a digital scalable strategy that could build well-being, build resilience skills and empower the community to um, take charge I guess of building mental fitness. So the, the tagline for it is fit minds kick goals. Okay. Um, and look most of these, these Expert-led kind of programs um, don't like people don't want to hear from me. They want to hear from uh, their role models or the people in the community that they look up to. So it's very much expert informed but player-led. And so all the um, activities that are on this app are talked through, or there's videos, or there's games, or there's content that's provided by the
1: okay so so if i'm a footy fan um part and i'm i'm semi interested in my well-being but only semi and then i can find out that by by signing up to your app i get to listen to my favorite players give me give me advice and and strategies about well-being
0: absolutely how cool is that yeah how to build your mental fitness and you can sit and do a three-minute meditation with Matt Door from North Melbourne Footy Club or Tom Nichols from Gold Coast Suns. Um, there's also like one of the key parts of it was also how do we use video game as an engagement strategy as well, um, as well as the fact that we know that indirectly we see wellbeing benefits for people as a consequence of playing video games. So it kind of was a uh, a two, two-pronged 2 strategy there. So there's a really simple little game in there which is just a flick footy game. So there's a football, you've got the football arena and you um, flick the, the football into in, the goals. There's wind and there's a couple of other um, variables that make that wind and distance make it either harder or easier to do. Uh-huh. Um, but what we found which is really fascinating is that um, that kind of engagement meant that while we were still sort of putting out various education modules, which are all very bite-sized, simple kind of modules, the game seemed to keep people staying in the app and engaged okay. waiting for the next thing to come out. So it was kind of like sending people back and forth between the game because you also needed to earn points for the game that came from being active in the, the learning modules and also in the share community where people. Um, shared their experiences, talked about what they were learning, talked about what helped for them.
1: Okay, so I'm, I'm kind of mentally drawing three circles now. So there's, yeah. the, there's the sort of skills part, the bite, yeah. bite-sized skills part, then there's the game part, and then there's the shared community where we talk about what's going
0: on. Absolutely. Okay. And, okay. and as you as you complete the learning modules, some of that content gets shared back into the shared feed so that those there's um, content appearing that is somewhat curated but then there's also the possibility of just adding your own content in Okay um,
1: so, so can I come back first because um, my head is just exploding I mean this is, the design of this is um, must have been a massive amount of work yes. <laughs> So if we come first to sort of the skills part, so this is where I've got my favourite footy player um, talking me through various different bite-sized um, strategies and tips on well-being and resilience. What were some of the, the topics that they talked about?
0: The, the first one that we um, put out there was something called Fit Minds. And yeah. that was really just about changing the conversation because I don't know if it's the same in New Zealand, but certainly in Australia, whenever we talk about mental health, uh, people immediately go to illness rather than wellness. So we were trying to kind of set up this idea that in the same way that you might um, have a physical illness but still be fit, you can also have a mental illness but still have well-being or be mentally fit. And if they're not, they're not um, uh, reliant on each other. So what we also know is when we build this mental fitness, it also makes us less vulnerable to mental illness as well. So let's talk about it and let's find a language to talk about fitness um, and equate it to you know going to the gym or um, doing physical exercise, which if people are coming to the app, they've generally got some kind of interest in uh-huh. sport. So it's a concept that they would really relate to. Yeah. So the Fit Minds um, was the first piece and in that we did a quick little assessment of what's your baseline. So um, how fit is your mind? And in that we were looking at wellbeing, but we are also looking at resilience as well. So how, do you, how well do you bounce back from stress or adversity? Because we know that um, it's pretty hard to go through life without experiencing some tough times. So mm. they were the two kind of constructs that we were looking at, but we also introduced the um, Action for Happiness, Five Ways to Wellbeing there, and said, look, here's a basic plan. You know, if you can take action in these five theme areas, And people would create their own little plan. Again, these are bite-sized. This isn't taking them any more than five minutes to complete. Um, So what are your five kind of key areas? So this idea that, ah, by the end of it, I've got this idea that there's something called mental fitness rather than illness. Um, I've got my own plan, which, oh, look, I was already doing some of those things, but that's why they work for me. That's what helps me to be my best version Mm -hmm. of myself.
1: And when so so presumably under the five ways to well being you have things like keep learning connect, you know. Yep.
0: Savor give. Savour, give. Uh, con- the connect is really crucial, I think. Um, but yeah, the learn connect give um, tune in. So be present. Yeah. Um, and then the nice thing about this is that each of these ideas then fed into some of the next modules that we were doing. So. Um, we had a mindfulness module, um, okay, which kind of yeah. links to that tune in, connect, present. And,
1: and how did you decide which players were putting their hands up for which bits?
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's a great question. So um, it, it was a really interesting process. What what I think that we got to was we had, um, I think we had eight ambassadors to start off with. Um, But what we found was that probably four of them were really engaged. Like this was more meaningful content and material and they were more intrinsically motivated to be part of it. So we found towards the end we were really focusing on them as our kind of key voices throughout the app. But then we would also do more general video with the playing group and they responded brilliantly to it. It was really, really encouraging to see um, quite how open and um, supportive they were of these um, ideas, and the and the idea of sharing it with the broader community.
1: Oh, lovely! And so, so, so coming on from there. So then you had you had um, you said that some of the later modules include things like mindfulness. What other kind of yeah. strategies did um, did the program
0: promote? So mindfulness, we also had social connectivity, so mm-hmm. talking about the importance of your social connections and getting them to create their own little um, social map of who was in their life, but in, just in a really kind of cute, bite-sized way. Yeah. Um, we also had something on values, so what do you stand for, what really matters, and um, being able to do a bit of a sorting task to identify what mattered most to them. Um, and then to be able to connect that to behaviour. So if you value curiosity, then how do you bring that to life? Or if you value um, maybe achievement, then what does that look like for you? Uh, so values was an important one, but also thoughts. How do you relate to your thoughts and your thinking? Um, understanding that thoughts aren't facts and you don't have to obey everything that your head tells you. So, And we, we incorporated a game into that piece as well. So there was a game embedded in the thoughts module. Um, also emotions. What do you do when emotions turn up? How do you manage your emotions? So you can see it's very much that um, acceptance and commitment therapy framework of ideas that are coming through plus leaning on some of the what we know from positive psychology as well um, and mainstream psychology form the, the modules.
1: And a really, a really broad range of topics that are often handled, um, you know, in kind of books or lecture or, you know, training format. Um, I'm really glad that you managed to deliver them in bite-sized modules, you know.
0: That, that, was, that was the hardest part because the uh, scientist practitioner in me is just going, no, no, they need to know that, and they need to know this. So this, this was actually, a lot of the content was based on work that we had already trialled with the AFL players. And we've been doing that over a three-year period and really refining it and getting the language right and making sure it was engaging for them. Um, And so we did have some basic content, but then we had to cut that by, you know, a tenth and distill it down to just a couple of messages. So we're, we were realistic in going, all we're doing is planting seeds here. Nice, um, yeah. And what we're hoping is that we plant seeds that make people want to go and do deeper dive into this ideas or content, mm. begin to, to talk about it with others, get recommendations for other resources they can use as well. So we weren't aiming to hold people in the app.
1: But to see, stimulate. See, yeah. Absolutely. It sounds like a huge amount of work. And I guess the next thing I want to ask is, um, I'm imagining that one of the ways you know it was working is that people were using it and leaving comments in the community, the shared community part of the the app. How did that play out?
0: Um, So there's a couple of ways that we're knowing that it's working. And this was the beauty of having a really strong research program that went alongside with the app build. Um, So we were constantly getting data. Um, and feedback, quantitative and qualitative, on the app so that we could adapt, we could iterate. Um, So, you know, our goal, because we had a a fairly short go-live period with the app, our goal was to get um, 5,000 downloads. Um, We exceeded that, so we were really pleased with that and we could see the kind of exponential growth and we could see the levers that we could Push and pull to to really get that working even better. Um, so we also were watching the flow of commentary, absolutely, but not just in the app in social media as well.
1: So, um, so were you able to track that too?
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, well, only where there were um, tags that yeah. you know, the content um, or or um, that they were pulling in the the Mac, my max handle. Um, so I think that that was really important because we were listening to the users and they were saying we don't want you to replicate Facebook or Instagram or any of these social media um, tools that we're already on. We don't need that. Um, so really it was about well how do we get people to share out to social media and to easily share back in to, to the app as well. Um, there's still a, we we learned a lot through the program. There's still more I think that we would do to get mm-hmm. that community feed really strong. I think mm-hmm. we were just hitting our straps with that um, when the funding has has <laughs> run out. So <laughs> and, and with
1: the commentary, with what people were sharing, what was the? How would you summarise the, the your your kind of big takeaways of what did people share? What were they most interested in?
0: Um, people are really lovely and open with what they shared. Um, I think what was really fascinating is seeing in the feed people's five ways to well-being. So they would put in what they like one action in each of these areas. So to see these different plans come through.
1: Oh wow! They actually shared their well-being plans.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So that content was being shared. You're also seeing people. Um, because we had a nice kind of shareable feature in the values piece, their number one value was shared in the feed as well. So, you know, you're kind of seeing all these values come through. Um, That's huge. Yeah. You know, for
1: people to be having conversations on social media around the different things they do to support their well-being and the yeah. values that are important. That's. Did you feel delighted that you felt like you have encouraged uh, a change in conversation?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think, I mean, look, any project like this with sort of multiple people involved in it, um, it can be really challenging and I think sometimes it's really easy to lose sight of the bigger picture. So it was um, pretty funny when the team is pretty tired by the the last stages of it and then the final kind of research data and analysis happening and we sat there and went, holy hell, it works. (laughs) 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 Yay.
1: We built something
0: something, and it it works. We're building this thing and it's it's changing the things that we were hoping. So it's changing conversations. People are beginning to talk about fitness, not just illness, um, to get that, oh, I'm in charge of this. I can direct what I do Correct. to look after yes. myself. But also just making it normal to talk about um, values and purpose and meaning and um, mindfulness uh, that that stuff is just super rewarding to mm. see.
1: I think that's a huge achievement to go. We've been able to to actually embed in this community and change change the conversation to one around well being rather than ill being. Yeah, um, Joe, I'm really aware that we are coming. The clock is counting down in terms <laughs> of our time to chat. So, what I'd like my last question to you is: if you could only Oh, I always have two questions. If you could only do (laughs) one thing to help people's well-being for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: Help them understand that our um, social connections are key and to not take them for granted, to nurture and look after um, the people in your life and to do it through multiple ways. I mean, online is great, but we need that face-to-face contact as well. So if I can help people to connect and to realise the value of human connection, that would be a pretty awesome okay. way to see my life out.
1: And one go-to strategy that you use to boost your well-being when you're down. What's something that you use that works for you?
0: Um, I use wallowing.
1: So
0: <laughs> when when I'm down, I I'm give so glad you said that. It gives me yeah. permission. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's it. It's like I give myself permission. I just kind of go. You know what? This really terrible or sad or frustrating thing has happened. Joe, you have permission to wallow, but let's contain it to 24 hours and you can do whatever you need to do in those 24 hours. Do it well and then we're moving on rather than trying to fight it. So permission to wallow, usually I'm over myself within a couple of hours i love Um, it i don't need the full time but yeah yeah that is definitely one of my well-being strategies
1: oh great i'm gonna i'm going to i'm gonna let my family know that that's a strategy rather than me just wallowing from now on
0: (laughs) just make sure you do it well
1: okay i will i will do my best joe thank you very much for sharing that time with us today it's been a real pleasure to have you uh with us thank you very much
0: always a joy to talk to you denise thank you
1: isn't it inspiring to know that work like MindMax is happening and it is possible to change the way a whole group communicates about mental health and well-being? For people interested in getting well-being messages out to a big audience, Joe's work clearly has some important lessons for us. Some of the learning I'm taking away is first, talk to people you want to help and find out what language works for them. Fit Minds kick Goals and Mental Fitness worked instead of mental health and well-being for Joe's community. Values were what you stand for and what matters to you. Secondly, important change can happen when we're sharing what Joe calls bite-sized pieces of information, especially when the message comes from people our listeners want to hear. Science-informed but player-led was what MindMax delivered information from people's heroes thirdly go to where people are rather than making them come to you joe's um, joe's work helped give people information in the places they want to hang out whether that's a footy game a forum for chat or encouraging use of hashtags like mental fitness on whatever social media platform people were using and really importantly make learning about mental fitness fun something I want to do with people I want to be with. MindMax offered learning content, interactive games, and a discussion forum focused around Australian rules football. It reached out to a wide base of football supporters. And next, MindMax has had a lot of success in changing the conversation by encouraging people to talk about mental fitness and to share how they build their well-being. And lastly, thanks to Joe for reminding us about the importance of face-to-face human connection and that it's okay to give myself permission for a time-limited wallow when I'm down. You've been listening to Bringing Wellbeing to Life on ORFM Dunedin. If you'd like to listen to a podcast of this show, you can find it on or.org.nz or at nziwr.co.nz. I'm Dr. Denise Quinlan. Thank you for listening. This program has been brought to you by the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience. For more information on how schools, communities and workplaces can grow their well-being and resilience, go to nziwr.co.nz.